thousands of years ago, they were Apollo, Zeus, Ares. Now they are Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and the other heroes and villains of DC and Marvel Comics. Join us every week as we discuss the legendary stories, characters, concepts, and other parts of comics as we examine the modern pantheon of heroes. Let's get heroic. Welcome to Under Two Capes, the podcast for the comic book fan. Welcome to Under Two Capes. I am Jared. And I'm Lad. And uh, we got a pretty interesting one in line for everyone. So f- first off, I just want to address, I know everyone's wondering, wait a second, we normally get, get new episodes on Fridays. Why are you doing on Sundays? Well, because Fandom Part 2 happened. I spent pretty much all day Saturday just partaking. So I figured, ah, I'll do an episode. Lad was doing homework, so he couldn't participate. That's right. All right. So let's get started. So as opposed to last time, this time was all on-demand content. So you could just log in and just watch whatever you wanted. So I went through and I watched some interesting ones. I started off, I watched, they had a panel talking about the whole All on-demand, all new, all different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I did. Nice. So we did. Um, the first panel I watched was one only on the multiverse, which was basically just them explaining where the concept came from. Uh, a couple of the interesting stories, like they had Mark Wade talk about Kingdom Come. Uh, uh, Mark Wade is the author of that story. He actually said originally it was supposed to be a future, like a story of the future of the DC universe. Like How it they wasn't told a reverse theory idea. What? Oh, sorry. I think I think I'm like desyncing out. I said something like a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, okay. So now, so what we got? So Kingdom Come was originally not supposed to be an alternate Earth because at that point they were like not cool on having all these alternate Earths to keep track of. But for some reason later on they they threw that down. I got the uh, the the behind the scenes story of Crisis on Infinite Earths because what had happened was. At that point, they wanted so, so these the idea for Crisis came up uh, ten years prior to the story actually being written, and um, th- they wanted to sort of um, market their comics toward a more mature audience, and plus they wanted to have a more coherent e- e- universe because Marvel Whoa. had that. So what they decided to do is okay, so let's do do this event. Now they had a requirement Think of which the children. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a requirement, which was basically uh, whoever dies stays dead and you have to like uh, to, to kill off some important characters. Like that's where you get the iconic picture of Superman holding Supergirl. That's where that came from. And then uh, so next, so, so as Lad probably knows, as our, our resident Flash historian, uh, it was int- the concept of the multiverse in DC yes. comics was introduced in Flash of Two Worlds, which was Flash 123. Mm-hmm. That was one. That was one we had that. Jay Garrick and uh, probably 
And uh, yeah, that was when you, you, when you had Jay Garrick and, and uh, I believe it was Barry Allen at the time coming together. I almost pulled, pulled the lad and, went and named the wrong Flash. All right. So, all right. Yeah. So next I watched, they had a documentary on Jim Lee and everyone that knows me knows I love me some Jim Lee. He was, he's like one of my favorite artists of all time. It was basically about how he became like an artist, his whole like progression. He actually gives an idea of what happened with the new 52. He said, originally what happened is that it was originally a design, a redesign for Superman. So uh, because they're trying to like, because back then Superman wasn't that popular. So he decided let's update the character and sort of like change it a little bit to, uh, to appeal. But then uh, later on, uh, when they finally got done with Superman, they were like, wait a second, let's just apply this to all of our characters and do like a line-wide line -wide reboot. And that's where like you, you get right. the whole younger heroes and all that stuff. Right, next, Better heroes. Yeah, exactly. We had a death metal panel, which was, which had some pretty interesting stuff, like the Gotham City and death metal. That's a Batman. What? Yeah, Bruce Wayne somehow infused his soul into Gotham City. Jeez. Wait, 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 wait. wait the, I kid oh, you not. Boy. The way you're reacting right now is exactly the same way I reacted. I was like, wait, what? Like a physical location. Yeah, because here's the thing. That's why Gotham in the comics like shifts and changes every so often. So it's a, it's a live. It's like Metroplex from Transformers. Nice. All right. But how awesome would it be if it transformed into a giant Batman? Yes. Yes. I could see. So originally, by the way, death metal, that the, the plan for this story goes back to, to 2016. So they had this plan for death metal, like years and years, even before metal. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, what, that, there are a lot of things, uh, I, I didn't expect that. I, I thought they started planning it like after, uh, when, at least after metal, but no. 2016 because I, I get the feeling that th that they wanted this to be like this massive event like uh it's kind of on the level of crisis on infinite earths and the stakes and the fact that mm -hmm. this is going to establish the new like continuity so it's kind of like flashpoint in that way speaking on that by the way we are going to get a few more tales of the dark multiverse stories which if you don't know those are like dc's version of marvel's what if like there's gonna be one where Christ on Infinite Earth, what if the heroes lost? What if the heroes lost and Dark Knight's metal, the original story? There's gonna oh. be like Flashpoint, or what if Barry Allen failed? <laughs> what, what if Marvel bought DC? <laughs> <laughs> what if they went through with 5G? <laughs> That's the biggest nightmare right there, brother. What if Super Friends became DC's only avenue for superheroes? What is with you and Super Friends? <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> Listen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. It, it's an entertaining show. <laughs> there we go. Admission. That's what I watched on Boomerang uh, back when I was living in Atlanta, bro. It was just a Super Friends. 
super friends. All right. <laughs> All right. So next, so we, so that they also have a lot of interesting tie-ins. Like they have like the they're going to do a story surrounding the the Batman who infused himself into the mechanical T Rex. So T Rex Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's going to be a story. There's going to be a lot of stories surrounding these these um different Batman. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool to see what they explore. They had one in the main story where it was Batman and Martian Manhunter mixed. There was one that was Batman Mongol. Batman, you're like this one. So the the daughter of Batman and Wonder Woman is an evil Batman. Oh, of course. It Which, really wouldn't. Wait a second. Wait a second. What this shows me is that Batman and Wonder Woman being together, that's a nightmare scenario right there. Listen, okay. Honestly, Batman's DNA is just too powerful for like the for world. Wonder to Woman? For yes. Wonder Woman? I think it's the other way around, bro. I think you got to put that you're, around, bro. I think you're mistaken. The genetic yeah. code of Batman is just, he's just too smart, you know? Okay, because he's Batman. Because right. I'm, because I'm, because I'm Batman. There we go. We need to get like a Batman filter for our voices. For that would be so great. Cause... I could do the entire episode as like, uh, 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 as Ben F like Batman. Yeah. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> All right. We do not have third cancer. We're just doing Christian Bale's Batman. All yeah. Right. So next what I indulged and I noticed that for 24 hours, I could watch the full Superman Man of Tomorrow movie, which was, I'm going to start off in saying it was like one of my, it's up there as one of my favorite DC animated movies. It's probably up there with Dark Side, uh, with a Dark Apocalypse War. Really? You, you have, you have it's a pretty really still. good. It's really wow. good. Which first off, everyone's younger. So it's kind of like a new 52-like story, which I'm wondering mm. if they're doing pure new 52 for their for their new movie universe, which what actually might be is that all, uh, all of the, the new animated movies, if they do one continuity again, might be only on Earth 52, bro. That might be how they're really? continuing those stories. Okay. Yeah, because it's like, this is young Superman. He doesn't really know... He hasn't even had the suit yet. His suit is basically him in like a cargo, like pilot's uniform. He looks kind of like Hal Jordan as a test pilot. Yeah. And uh, so, he, yeah, he has had the suit until later. The animation style is really like, it was really cool. It looks kind of like a comic book, like a cartoony like comic book. It's similar in yeah. some ways to the Star Wars Clone Wars TV series that was on Cartoon Network like years ago. Yeah. To an extent similar. If you've seen the trailer, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. so all right so so what's interesting is that um it, when you see um the, the city of metropolis it's very like futuristic looking it looks kind of like coruscant to an extent <laughs> which makes sense because it's known as the place of tomorrow the, the city of tomorrow right yeah so then okay so batman happens to make a cameo kind of and that lois lane is, is printing out a picture of like all, all these different cape superheroes and batman's like right there and she actually wrote on, on his wrote on his thing nice cape so clark cool. Kent got the idea for the superman cape from batman oh of course i mean superman's always living into his batman shadow yeah exactly as is everyone else <laughs> yeah to be fair everyone basically living <laughs> everyone is living in batman shadow <laughs> even dark side honestly is living in batman shadow <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. So then Lobo shows up, which 
again, another great portrayal of Lobo. He's, he's, he's one of my favorite characters, which if you don't know who Lobo is, think of him. He, he's been called DC's Wolverine, but I honestly think he's DC's Deadpool. Yeah. Like if there's anyone who's pure Deadpool and not, de and not like just uh, the original like Deathstroke, it, it's Lobo. He has the humor and the, the healing factor and that like he, in the movie, he, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but he like sees that. You see the healing factor coming on. And then he actually leads to the creation of Parasite. Oh, really? But you, do you know who that character is? I, I've heard about him a bit, but I kind of forget his power set. All right. So basically the way Parasite works is that if he touches you, he, he basically takes your life force. That's how he heals and all that stuff. But in the uh, case of a metahuman, if he touches you, he absorbs some of your powers for a temporary period. I like that. That's cool. All right. So, 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 so basically what, what happens is that – actually, I'm not going to spoil his origin anyway. I, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail – like – detail as I normally would with this movie because I want to do a whole episode just on that particularly after, particularly after you've seen it so you can react with me okay fair enough <laughs> all right Martian Manhunter shows up I, I, we see the the new appearance where he's in his pure Martian form and it looks really alien and dope it, it looks it's more alien than the than the cartoon uh that then he did in JLU which oh wow I still, I gotta say, I'm a classic guy. I still, I still like the JLU design a lot more, but this one's pretty cool. It turns out that he's the one that like basically tells Superman like, hey, here's who you are. Here's how you, how to like, how to like use your powers and stuff. Oh, cool. So then he, uh, Superman finally get, gets the suit from his mother. <laughs> so he takes Martha. out uh, Martha. So he takes out the suit and he, he takes out the cape. He's like, great, you got me a cape. She's like, I got the idea from that Batman fella. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> My gosh, you're really laying it on there, DC. All right. And then obviously the, there's this really awesome um, like awesome battle where Lex Luthor, Superman, and Lobo team up to fight Parasite because Parasite goes full like uh, I'm not going to spoil what happens with Parasite, but it gets really, really cool. Oh, okay. All right, so that's the end of, of my coverage of Man of Tomorrow for right now. I'm going to do more later. I promise I will do an episode on Man of Tomorrow because that movie deserves it. Wow. All right, so next we have, let's see, what else? What else I do? So I, I, I also watched, they had a documentary on the making of the Wonder Woman movie from 2017 that was like the best DC movie oh. so far. Really, really cool. Right, I think... I, I, I think everyone agrees, like, the best, like, female superhero oh my movie, gosh. like, we've ever had. Let me put it yeah. this way. Up until Endgame, that was the best superhero movie of all time. Yeah, honestly, that was, like, a perfect hero story. And, and then uh, until Aquaman, it was the best DC movie. Actually, I think yeah. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are tied for number one. I honestly cannot pick between those two. Aquaman was a really solid movie. It's very, it's oh, very man. tough tie. And I'll have to, I'll, have, I'll reevaluate my favorites after I watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll see about that. One. All right. So what's interesting about the movie is, uh, first off, well, what they wanted to do is they is they put a lot of emphasis on understanding like the, the nuance of Diana and like who she is because they they make this analogy where, in the scene where she's interrogating that guy in the alley, saying, "Hey, where's Ares?" Whereas opposed, Batman would like put put his throne on the guy and go, "Where are the other drugs going?" 
Where is it, Junior? Look me! <laughs> but uh, well, as opposed to that, uh, he's like, uh, she, she's like, hey, listen, I'll get you help. Tell me where Ares is. So, uh, like, they're showing how she's still that caring character that we know and love. Right. The film was actually filmed in 38 locations throughout the UK and Italy. They actually shut down Trafalgar Square for, for, for the scene at the end where the, they're celebrating the end of World War One. That was oh, actually wow. filmed in the location where they historically had that celebration. It was like, it was really cool. And what's interesting is that the sets were actually super like really detailed. Like when you open any drawer, there'll be documents in there and everything, there'll oh, be right. like bombshells everywhere. It was like really no, ridiculously detailed. Yeah, the, the war scenes in the movie were really cool. Cause it wasn't oh. just like, just pure like superhero-ness, but it was also like, oh, battle scenes and stuff. Like it felt yeah. like a war movie. Yeah, exactly. And what they did, uh, speaking of the war movie, so in the No Man's Land scene, all the smoke, that's actually blue smoke. Now they used that because a, that, that would give a, a good look, uh, it would look cool on the camera and ha have a nice little effect. And it would interact well with the camera and it would interact well with the actors per se too. Okay. So that's how in depth these details went. Nice. Which I will say, by the way, as much as I loved Aquaman, no scene in that movie compares to the No Man's Land scene when she, when she comes up that ladder, full battle gear, and she like charges that machine gun nest. Nothing. <laughs> that DC has put out surpasses that scene so far. That was insane. Yeah, that was epic. Oh, man. Well, first off, the first thing she does, she deflects with her bracelets. Yeah. Like, yes. As, so, as someone who watched JLU, I'm like, yes, they did it. They did it. They did she it. She knocks a mortar out of the air with her shield. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, her cap shield. Very handy. <laughs> she had that Captain America shield moment. All right, so... And then yeah. what's interesting is that so Hippolyta's like emblem is like an eagle and that was on her shield. And the reason why that was interesting is that the Amazons uh, the, the, in, of legend, they actually use eagles to hunt. Like that's how detailed this went. Oh, wow. They went, wow. Nice. This, uh, Patty Jenkins really goes all out with her, with, with the way she makes the movie. Plus, here's why it was very good. Uh, here's why the movie was so good for a Wonder Woman movie. It's made by someone who grew up with the character. Patty Jenkins grew up with Wonder Woman. That's important, yeah. You need someone who understands these characters. Like Snyder, as a love him or hate him, he understands like at least Batman and Superman to an extent. He understands these right. characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes if when you bring like some random Hollywood exec or like Hollywood producer yeah. or director and then they don't really, you know, they're making a movie about superheroes but they don't understand what like a superhero movie should be, you know? Like Joel Schumacher who, 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 with his Batman uh, and Robin, uh, the back credit card scene. Hey, hey, listen, okay? <laughs> I, I support that. All right, so th that was that, that documentary. That was actually really cool. So next... Yeah. I watched a panel uh, by all of the creators of, De of De Deceased, which this, first off, it's one of the greatest stories D DC is putting out right now. Even though it's not in continuity, it's like on its own little world, obviously because all the, because the like spoiler alert, but well, I don't think it's a spoiler yet, because in the main series, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all get killed and turned to zombies. Oh, boo, you had to spoil it. That would kind of complicate the continuity right now. Yeah. 
But uh, so f first off, so, so Tom Taylor the, is, the, is the main writer of the story. He's all, here's how, how here's to, to give you an indication of this guy's writing talent. Not only did he do Deceased, but he wrote the entire Injustice series. What? That is how good this guy is. And you know how much that's I love crazy. that comic book series, lad. Yeah, that's awesome. If there's one thing, when you get to DCU set up, read Injustice. They have, they have, they're close to having all of Doomsday Clock in there. They have a lot of deceased. So really delve into those. I think you'll really like okay. those. Yeah, the, like the one I finally get like a little bit of a break, I can go down through some of the best comic series that you'd recommend. And plus you, you can watch all the Super Friends. They have them all on there. What? <laughs> and the 1966 Batman. Wait, they have 1966 Batman on it? I'm pretty sure that I saw that they have the series on that. You better not be joking. Plus, if they, have Adam, if they have Adam West. Plus, you can finally watch Apocalypse War, bro. Right, and right, right. Batman right. Hush. Batman Hush is, is a really good one. Is that a good Okay, I'll have to check out really that good one, too. They have a lot of, uh, of the Batman series on there. All right, so anyway, so but, uh, back to the series. So what they really talked about is that, first off, where the story came from. And then they had a general idea two years ago on, like, what they wanted to do. And then, so the the main um ben abernathy who, who's the the group editor for all the batman stuff at dc he and tom taylor went back and forth trying to like uh iron out the details of this really crazy story it was like so yeah. they finally had uh something i think it was honestly um dc's answer to marvel zombies because mm -hmm. as much as Blackest Night was similar, it wasn't really a pure zombie movie. Well, granted, this isn't really a zombie story. It's not a zombie virus per se, but this is the closest they've gotten. And I'll notice they did, as opposed to like straight up copying like Marvel zombies, they could have just done that. They made it so, first off, it's not a zombie virus. It's the actual, it's an anti-life virus that, and actually, what's revealed is that the zombies in fact have a hive mind so they're all one mind oh. it's not like they're all mindless killers like from the walking dead okay cool yeah yeah and uh so let's see what else and then th this is the second time dc has used the internet like smartphones and stuff to spread the virus they did that in in in, in final crisis when dark side took over and, and uh sent the anti-life equation throughout the world Oh really? I forgot. Hey, that's how I that, that that's a way to do it because everyone's on their phones. Look at us, we're on a yeah, computer right now. I know, I guess so. I know. Yeah. But anyway, so what's interesting uh, watching the story, one of the things I think is interesting is that so past DC stories, there have been some characters that were c considered like do not touch these characters in terms of killing them. No. In in deceased, no literally no one is safe. It killed Ace the Bat Hound as a puppy. No! Yeah, lads going, no! It'd be hilarious if there was a zombie Adam West Batman. Yeah. Just so I could rub that in your face. I'd be okay with that because he, would, he wouldn't be evil. He'd be like campy still as a, as a zombie. There was this heartbreaking scene in Deceased where Batman, actually, it's a scene where Batman says goodbye to his son before, uh, uh, and Alfred actually has to kill Batman because Batman's turning into a zombie. So Alfred has to be the one to end him. Why do they have to treat him like Old Yeller? I don't know. 
that's dc oh, for you <laughs> uh, so so the, then dc also has their uh, other series in the deceased universe called unkillables and that's more of the the street level heroes like red hood deathstroke it's a lot of the heroes, heroes. and villains like like who's uh, left uh, heroes anti-heroes it's like got who's it. left and then um we also have hope at world's end which is the five-year sequel to the uh, actually actually that is not um, five years that's dead planet but anyway so hope at world's end is like this kind of the sequel series to it where we finally see damien put, put on the bat suit for the first time we kind of see they're forging a new dc trinity like cassie sandsmark becomes a new wonder woman um jonathan kemp becomes a new superman so it's kind of it, they're sort of establishing a new status quo. One of the coolest things that they did in Deceased was when they killed Hal Jordan, Black Canary became the new Green Lantern and essentially became Black Can uh, Green Canary. Oh, I like that. That's good. Which is cool because when she does her sonic cry, it's like, it, it's green. Oh, that's sick. So it's like really, really sweet. All right, so next. So... Uh, and Hope at World's End is meant to be a little more hopeful, but still, it's like that. Dead Planet is the five years, um, is the five years, like, later story that's like, they're just returning to Earth now because the end of, of Deceased, the majority of the remaining pe people on Earth and heroes leave Earth and go to another planet. So th this is when they come back because Cyborg's head... Uh, sends out a, a distress call because Cyborg's head is torn off his body by, by zombie Wonder Woman. Yeah. So it turns out that there's a cure. So, um, so Dead Planet is them trying to find a cure. Man, how long has this story been going on for? Long time. It, it's been going on for quite a while, and they have like many di different. The, the good thing about D Deceased is that first off, since it's not in the continuity, they can do whatever they want. It's not. It's not right, like. It's not like they have to worry about continuity. And second off, they have so much storytelling that they can do with this. Like you already saw, they have three series going on. I mean, the, the main deceased story ended because the main like deceased story right now. Right. The main one, right now the main one is Dead Planet, and okay, that one's cool. really cool. I like right, that. So next, next we have. They also talked about um, Injustice Year Zero, which is really talking about. Um, well, first off, it's basically, it's really a Joker story and that is showing what led to Joker kidnapping Lois Lane uh, in Injustice Year One. Got it. And then it's also um, planting the, the seed of the eventual break between Batman and Superman. So it's like, it's, 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 it really establishes itself as a really good prequel to the whole, to, to the whole event. It's really, really crazy. It's like you also see the JSA mentoring the, the, the Justice League. So there's a lot of cool scenes. Like there's one scene where Batman and Wildcat get, get into a fist fight and Barry Allen and Jay Garrick go get popcorn and watch. <laughs> I'm like, that is so Barry Allen. That's great. That's so good. All right, so next, next panel, Batman Three Jokers by Jeff Johns. First Ooh, off. okay. I've told you, lad, I've told the listeners many times, I love me some Jeff Johns. That's right. He, and then J Jason Fabok is, uh, is one of my favorite artists of all time. Let me put it this way. Here's how good this team is, dude. They were the writer and artist for, Dar for Dark Side War. Oh, oh okay. I didn't know that. 
I already told you how much I love that story, man. Yeah, that's a good one. I am really excited to cover that story. So anyway, so the three J Jokers, so it's established that, that, there, that there was always more than one Joker in the Batman universe. And uh, by the way, um, it's not a multiverse thing. It's not. They confirmed it's not a, it's not like that they came in from like different Earths or anything. Oh, okay. So they're, they're making it, there were always like three Jokers. There's always, there's always three. And then the main heroes of the story are Batman, Red Hood, and Batgirl. And they chose those three because each one of those three has been traumatized in some degree by the Joker themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's really about how the Joker has affected these three characters, and, and so it's it's really a, a a confronting trauma story. So the three Jokers, they labeled them. Um, they have their own names. There's the criminal, who's like the original mobster Joker from when he first showed up. They have the, the prankster, who is the, who is the campy Batman's 1966-inspired Joker, like the C.C. Yes. Romero Joker. Yeah, I knew you'd All like right. that. I Does knew you'd like that. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. Oh, I saw man. that. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny when you watch that. Is that the mustache is painted white, so they're trying to hide it? <laughs> yeah, because his signature so mustache, they, they didn't want to shave that off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, and, and then you have the, the comedian, not to be confused with the Watchmen character, but the, the, this is the scary Joker that we know from like, from, the, from, from our era, lad. Okay, got it. But yeah, it's really an interesting story. That I, I, I think, I, I, lad, you and I have talked about it over FaceTime, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we covered it a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the, one of the great parts of the story, I'll just tease a little bit about it, is that the Red Hood kills w one of the Jokers. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which way? was it? Nineteen sixty-six Joker. I don't think it was that one per se. Oh, okay, but he but killed he, one of them. Yeah, he kills one of them. The, the, the comedian, by the way, that's basically to um for a little for a little more context. That's like the 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 killing joke Joker. Hmm. All right. So next we have Joker War, and uh, Joker War is that whole idea where it's like. What happens if Joker has Bruce Wayne's cash and resource? I mean, uh, yeah, if Joker has the money of Bruce Wayne and takes over Gotham, which I have a question. This is the second time that Gotham has been taken over by a madman. Now you think an event like this, I'm like, where the hell is the Justice League? Yeah. They just leave Batman? Are you kidding me? The Joker takes yeah. over like a place the size of Chicago practically and they're, they're just hanging out in their watchtower. Yeah, it's like Martian Manhunter's like, no, nah, I see no problem here. <laughs> he can he's handle like, it because he's Batman. He's Batman. All right. So we also, so, so we have a lot. Uh, so, okay. So it, also in here, we have a lot of um, new characters being introduced, like Punchline. She, she, she's sort of uh, designed to be like the replacement for Harley Quinn at the Joker side. Like Harley Quinn is still a character. She's still in it. She's not going anywhere. It's just, She's the, essentially the Joker's new girlfriend. Okay. And, and she, she's actually going to do, uh, to have her own like one shot comic. And like all, all these characters that, that James sent Tineman the fourth introduced are here to stay. They're not, they're not just going to be the, like the way comics traditionally have been where like you introduce a new character and like they go away uh, and like buried under comics and comics and comics. Mm -hmm. Still going to be there. 
you also have uh, so you also have clown hunter who's another new character and then you so a bat girl is going to have her own story in uh in um in joker war and the preview it looks like the intro that part in the killing joke where he shoots her except when he opens the door she like pretty much beats him to a pulp it's kind of nice. I, I like that role reversal because it's like it's like it's like yeah, uh, it, it, yeah it, it's it's like the killing joke in reverse. So next we have uh, a, a, a Nightwing shows up. Well, th this is also uh, when Nightwing is is Rick Grayson, except that this time he's like it's so Joker. Manipulated Nightwing's mind to make him think he was always a, a an agent of Joker. Okay, this is so no, Joker War. Joker War, so, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then there's going to be uh, a new a anthology called Joker War Zone, which is just going to be like what's going on with like a, a lot of, uh, of the d different bad characters during Joker War. Hmm. Like I'm sure we'll have spoiler and maybe uh, Cassandra Kane show up, maybe Batwoman. So next, there was also part of the Joker War panel. They had an interview with John Ridley, and he's the one that that's doing the story where Luke Fox becomes Batman. Oh, cool! Which first he's doing like a short story comic, which is really about Lucius Fox and his family and what's going on with them during Joker War. And then he's he 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 definitely is going to do. There is going to be a, at least, as far as we know right now, it's going to be temporarily of uh, uh, the Luke Fox Batman. Personally, the way I I think the theory is my theory is that Batman's going to like either take some time off or or this is taking place because part of the thing is that I think ba Batman was like knocked out during Joker War. And I think that this is going to take place during that time period. Like Luke Fox tries to take up the mantle of Batman temporarily. Oh, okay. That'll the be cool. Is, the point is, is I'm sure this is temporary. They're not going to replace uh, a, a Bruce Wayne because they got the Robert Patterson movie coming out. And then Ben mm -hmm. Affleck is in talks with HBO Max to, to reprise his role for HBO Max. That's another piece mm -hmm. of breaking news, by the way. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Ben Affleck? Yeah. HBO Max, and, and bro. What, and for, for what purpose? Like a, like a movie? A, like a he just, short? All it, a... all it said is to, to reprise Batman for content. I'm like, this could be oh. us, get, us get, getting the Batman movie he wrote. That'd be really cool. Oh, man. I just want more Batfleck. So anyway. Yeah. One thing, listening to John Ridley, he's another one of those writers who, even though he hasn't wrote written a lot in the graphic novel section he understands batman mm. so either way i think it'll be a good story i'll certainly ch check it out and by the way he here's an indication of his writing skills he wrote 12 years a slave which i thought that was a great movie i liked it oh okay it was really intense yeah, but it it, it 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 was it, if you like historical movies about that time period yeah that's pretty much the best you can get mm -hmm. So a piece of, uh, of news from, from Death Metal that I missed is we're getting a, a heavy metal soundtrack for Death Metal. Oh, which nice. They played a little uh, teaser of it. It sounds like you'd expect a soundtrack for Death Metal to sound like. 
What's nice. cool is that is that they they're even they even sneak in some dialogue of different characters. Like they have voice actors doing the Batman Who Laughs, Batman, Wonder Woman. It's really cool. That sounds pretty good. Like, and they're reading the lines from the comic. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, that's great. As soon as the, as soon as as it comes on Spotify, it will be my gym soundtrack. Yep, yep. That's I'll be, be epic. blasting that and uh, through my my ears will hate me. <laughs> All right, so so let's see what else. Uh that's about all I got for for DC f fandom in terms of all the events and uh, in terms of all the announcements that I saw. Is, is there anything you want to talk about, lad? In, in terms of fandom? Uh, uh, fandom. I mean, I thought it was um the we were talking about the Wonder Woman like uh, documentary thing. I kind of want to check that out sometime. Uh, I'll That's have to great. look for that because that sounds actually really cool. I'd love to hear the background behind that. Yeah, I'll try and, and find it and I'll send it to you. But um, Sweet. I, I liked how they went with the on-demand uh, platform mm -hmm. because it's more convenient. I don't have to be there at a certain time. It's like, and what's great is that they brought back the panels for, from the first fandom day. So if you missed those, you, you could catch them again on demand. Uh, okay, that's convenient too. They had a lot of content. They also had uh, some free uh, 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 wallpapers for, for your desktop and phone to download. I got a bunch of them. Oh, nice. I better see that on the background of the Zoom call eventually. That's a good idea. They have like, they have, like the Snyder Cut ones. It's really, really great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which, okay, so, so let's talk about another thing they revealed that Lad and I uh, checked out today. They, so Junkie XL previewed a little bit of the Snyder Cut soundtrack. Oh, man. Good stuff. It sounds way different than Danny Elfman's soundtrack. <laughs> well, first off, it sounds more unique, whereas the other ones sound like you could just cut and paste that to any superhero movie. Right. That, that, that was really my problem with the sound, with the music specifically, because... The one thing you can, uh, because the music in Zack Snyder's movies are always like very specific and very like unique to that movie. The other ones just sound like basically an Avengers movie. Right, yeah. Like it's not DC. It's like, ugh. It's still, it's that a lot. It, it, all, all it does is get me more and more pumped for that Snyder cut, bro. Yeah, when is the release date for that again? I keep forgetting. They still they still haven't given like a hard fast date. It's they said early uh, the, when last they updated, it was like early to mid 2021. Okay, got it. So hopefully in the summer we'll, we'll have that so we can just uh watch them every week and not have to nice. worry about school and stuff. And uh, so Wonder Woman 1984 is pushed until uh Christmas time, which that's fine. At least I'll at least I'll be yeah. off from school to watch it. Yeah, it, it works. You know, it's not too far away. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely good to. Oh, by the way, I always thought uh, th that maybe w w when uh, the deceased might be a good like animated movie. Mm -hmm. That'd be that'd be really good. I like that because they have had some pretty good uh, horror um, anime movies because they did one for for that movie Dead Space, mm -hmm. which. Uh, I, 
I, I saw them. I thought it was pretty math. The games were great, but the whole, uh, but a lot of the stuff they did was math. Yeah. Let's, let's, so we have a couple of other, so for, for the rest of our time, I guess we'll, we'll just talk about a bunch of comic book stuff. So finally Superman and action comics are getting a new writer. It's not for Brian M Michael Bendis anymore, which oh, that's right. he has, told me about that. Yeah, he has, he, his run was one of the most derided run of all time in Superman. Man. He did the whole identity reveal, the whole Lois Lane may have been secretly sleeping with Lex Luthor. Oh, I'm man. Like, Wait, what? What? Horrible. Because when you think about it, they established a great, like, family structure. You had, you had Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and, uh, and John, he's the reason why J Jonathan Kent was aged up. Mm, which okay. is a ter terrible idea because part of the reason why people love Jonathan Kent is because he was like a 10-year-old kid with Superman's powers. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But it was like he, he did a lot of stuff that was like that was very questionable. He changed the, the he changed the origin of how Krypton was destroyed. It was destroyed because some being w wanted to blow it up or something like that. I don't know it, it's in a, a Action Comics 1000. I got to check that out. But uh, um it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, dude, it, because first off, the identity reveal thing was freaking stupid. I've mentioned about how much I hate that so much. Really? He, his justification was because, well, having a secret identity isn't really that relevant anymore. Doesn't matter. That's part of what makes Superman so great because, you see, here's what uh, I'm going to go, go into a little thing about what people get wrong about Superman. I know th the next episode is going to be our, what people get wrong about superheroes. So I guess I'll give you guys a preview. Particularly <laughs> Superman. They see him as like a bland character because he's super like nice. He's super like, um, he's like very powerful where they'll realize that this is a person who to quote Batman from BBS could burn down, uh, could burn the whole place down but he doesn't out of love for humanity. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact with the secret identity thing, you're seeing that he can, it sort of adds to a part of what makes Superman so great as a character, particularly in like what the period I was reading is that he couldn't be like totally honest with everyone else about who he was, obviously. And obviously that's part of right. what, that's part of what pushed him to Wonder Woman because they realized they are the only two that uh, that were first off had the similar power level, so they're not going to break each other, and uh, they're the only ones who they mm. could really like not have to worry about secret identities. Yeah, which I know how much you apparently don't like that pairing, just to screw with me. Huh. Uh, uh, I'll 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 uh, keep my comments to myself. In this they episode. have the series on DC Universe. Check that out and get back to me uh, on that. Then okay, you can make a okay. judgment. All right, uh, I'll uh, I'll hold off my uh, reservations till then. But uh, so, but but yeah, going back to it, it's like, but uh, it's like uh, I, there were a lot of stuff where every time I read uh, an announcement of what Bendis did, I was like, wait, what? He did what? Which is sad. It's not like Bendis hasn't done good stories. Like he he's the main writer of of the Siege of Asgard. Oh really? And you know how much I love that monster of a Marvel story. Yeah, you love that like, thing. I'm like, jeez. 
It took me forever to get through that. Yeah. But it's like, it's not like he's a terrible writer. It's just, he's wrong to write those, those like space, he's good on like a, uh, a street level character. Like what he's known for is Daredevil. Oh, okay. Daredevil, and he did a Spider-Man run, which apparently people didn't like either ways because he had this one thing where like, this takes place after Civil War. So Spider-Man makes a deal with, with a, a Mephisto and that Mephisto would make Mary Jane forget her marriage to Peter Parker. Um, Mephisto would take away Spider-Man's baby in exchange for Mephisto wiping everyone's mind that, that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Oh, uh, the, I think one last wish storyline or something like that. Yeah, uh, that makes it just Wonder. as much sense as, uh, as Batman Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> I got you there. Uh, but uh, so let's see what, what else has been going on with comics. Uh, they announced, they finally announced they're doing another DC encyclopedia. It's coming out in 2021. Okay, that, that'll be nice. I'm excited because the last one stopped in, at the beginning of Rebirth. Oh, really? So, and nice Lord knows there like. is a crap load of stuff they left, they still have to put in there. Yeah. I just can't wait to read all the stuff on metal because metal, I think, it, it, in that Dark Side War was my favorite New 52 story. Metal, both original and death, are my favorite rebirth stories. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I just like the idea of all these different evil Batman because it just adds so... And plus, it gave us such great stories and, and the Tales of the Dark Multiverse story at, at all because you have like Lois Lane becoming evil Superman. Right. You have like, this one where they're coming out where Wonder Woman is going to take over the world and be a dictator, kind of. Uh, so essentially, they're going to injustice Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's... That's going to be rough. It's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait to, to check that out. But uh, so, let's, so let's see. What else do we have? What else? What other good news do we have that we can talk about? Let me see if there's anything I, I sent you on te in text. Do you want to talk about 5G? Uh, well, I guess we can. I mean, there isn't too much to discuss. I mean, it basically, I mean, it got canceled. Yeah, but so I, I'll touch a little bit on what it was, what it was marketed as. So, so back before uh, the DC co-publisher Dan Dedio was fired, he came up with this idea for what would be a line-wide reboot, and it would basically all new, all different the the uh, DC universe, and we all know that worked out swimmingly for Marvel. In other words, it would like make Jonathan Kent yeah. become a new Superman, which, yeah, he, uh, are, Jonathan Kent. Are, are we coming close to the time? On the... Not what Zoom is telling me. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. I wasn't sure if like we were getting close to the cutoff. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes it doesn't give me anything. So I'm like, all right. I'll, okay. I'll just go. <laughs> Let's just keep, keep talking. And, and, and if it ends the call, we'll just restart it. Sounds right. good. But anyway, so then it starts getting marketed as like this massive SJWing up of Marvel. Like they're going to put in a non-binary character for Wonder Woman. Which, first off, what are you going to call the character if it's a non-binary version of Wonder Woman? 
I don't understand that. Oh boy. Which it, it I'm was, gonna, it was, uh, which I'm yeah. going to come out in the show and say, I, I know about lad, but uh, I can't speak for lad, but I am against the forced wokeifying of comics. <laughs> wokeifying. I, I like that. Yeah, I know. It's my own term. Forced, because you can have like diversity in characters and make it really cool. Like Jessica Cruz, Green Lantern, brother. Yeah. And yeah. We all know, then, as long as you have good characters. And you see like the the wokeness like in stuff like Runaways where they try to like make it seem uh, really <laughs> It woke. was so woke I couldn't get through episode one. I'm just like, I'm just going to watch the, the, the Gifted. It's so much better. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Okay, so he... Lately, I had more fun watching the, the non-canon TV shows than I did the MCU. Oh, wow. Oh, boy, that's rough. Okay, here's a question I got for you then. Since maybe like some people are newer, more uh, you know, DC or Marvel fans, what's like a like a first uh, you know, good starter story for like a newer fan? Like I don't read as many comics as you do. Like what's like a good comic for me to start off on? Right. You know, give me some good background on the characters and stuff like that. You know, DC Which or Marvel. Uh, all right, so uh, for DC, DC. All right. So if you want a good story to like delve into that would be uh justice league origin by but uh, by jeff johns we already talked about that one uh, mm -hmm. we covered it on the show there's let's see what else do we do if we're talking rebirth era i mean see here's the thing i started with a new 52 because that's the because we're still technically in that cotton in that earth prime continuity even though the, uh, yeah. even though we have earth 52 and all that stuff but we're still in that line so so it'd be justice league origin it, it really depends on what character you want mm. to, to the, if you're talking about flash i would say flashpoint right yeah that, that, that's a pretty, that'll be really good if you're talking wonder like Woman, for trinity characters yeah trinity characters for Superman, it would have to be uh, um, just the new 52 action comics because that one uh, is either action comics or, or Superman because one of those two does like him and like the t-shirts, jeans, and cape, and he's learning how to be Superman. You see how he got his suit and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And his suit in the new 52 was that armor that like materializes around him like the Iron Man armor in Endgame. Oh, okay. I, I freaking love that. Yeah, that's so awesome. If we're talking Wonder Woman, it would probably be Blood. Uh, the the, the uh, it, it would pretty much be Wonder Woman one because that one talked about her origin, how she was lied to, how she, how in that continuity, she wasn't like uh, formed by clay, but uh, but but she's the illegitimate daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. What? But Super Friend told me that she was made of clay. I saw the episode where they showed that she was made from clay. Ah, well, too bad. If we're talking, ah, ba if we're talking Batman, probably d j just go, go with d d Detective Comics, I would say. Definitely read Scott Snyder's run on Batman because he had a good run with, with like the Court of Owls and all that stuff. Yeah. He, he had some really good, good, good runs with that. If we're talking Marvel... Uh, I mean, I started w w with Siege. That was my first like comic that I really got into. But obviously, that's like real. That, there's a lot of storyline that yeah. goes into that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, I would go with if you have to start with a Marvel comic, I'll go w w with Civil War. 
Mm-hmm. That's a solid storyline to start with. Because let me put it this way. In my opinion, that's the one that, that requires the least amount of prep work. Mm-hmm. With the siege, you still have to read like two other events to, to get like, to have half a bit of an idea on what's going on. Like why is Norman right. Osborn Iron Patriot? Yeah. And that also, if you're into the Avengers, there'd be um, uh, um, uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers, which he has a really good, he's one of my favorite Marvel writers. Like he puts a lot of world building into his stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Now, if we're talking about essential stories that everyone should read, that'd be Batman Hush. Okay. Because it really delves into, into Batman. Like that, that was the first one that, it, when you're reading it, it feels like a Batman movie. Oh, okay. If we're talking about, about Justice League, obviously Dark Side War. <laughs> I'm going to recommend that one. Yeah. And then probably right. also, also Trinity War. That, that, that's always been one of my favorite stories because first off, that was my first DC comic. And second mm-hmm. off, it's a good introduction to to the to the d- different trinities in DC Comics because you have the, the Trinity of Magic, you have the the Trinity of Sin, you have the the uh, Trinity of uh, the um, trying to think of so Trinity of Magic Trinity. You have the, the the DC Trinity, and they introduce a lot a lot of really big characters. If we're talking, yeah. if we're talking rebirth, good stories. Well, obviously, Doomsday Clock, bro. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, by the way, if you if you want to know the Wonder Woman origin, that's currently canon. Read Greg um, Rucker's Wonder Woman. He did as part of Rebirth. That basically establishes her new continuity because Volume Two of that run is her is basically a retelling of her origin story. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, because the whole point of Greg Rucker's run is that Wonder Woman is kind of having a memory crisis where she doesn't know what parts of her memories are real and, or, or not. This is when you get into the whole idea how, how the God of War's sons like implanted fake memories in, into her, and she's never really gone back to Themyscira. Superman and Wonder Woman, fake. Batman and Wonder Woman, real. <laughs> yes. That's what made that and Superman Reborn when they merged the two Superman and ter- made, made a new character are when they made that thing non-canon up until they established Earth Fifty Two. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, when I read when I read Superman Reborn, I was like, God damn it! They took that away from me. <laughs> no, screw you, DC. <laughs> but. Uh, but if you're t- talking about Superman, yes, Superman Reborn, that's a real good one. If you're talking Trinity, they actually have a, tr- a, a line of comics just for the Trinity. Oh, okay. In, um, in, uh, in pre-New 52, and then the Rebirth one, the first volume, is th- this takes place before Superman Reborn. So it's just the, the pre-New 52 Superman is taking the place of my favorite younger Superman and like, the Wonder Woman and Batman of this era um, are, are trying to like, er, he's trying to earn their trust. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. If we're, uh, another story that I liked was um, a Batman uh, and, and the Flash, the button. Oh yeah, that's a pretty cool storyline too, isn't it? Yeah, that's another one. That's like one of the big key, um, key ups for Doomsday Clock. And obviously, I can't miss out on saying uh, a good, a really good DC story would be Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. 
You cannot be a DC fan and not have Red Kingdom come at least once, at least for the art, because it's all hand-painted. Yeah, that it, I, you showed me it. It was pretty sick. The whole project took like three years to do. Oh, man. So we have that one. We also have, obviously, Injustice. You got to love Injustice. They have, they have all of the ones for Injustice 1 and, and Injustice 2 on DCU, so you can check those out. There we go. And, uh, hashtag sponsored, see. hashtag ad. We're not sponsored by, by DCU. I just want to be, that'd be cool though. And obviously, <laughs> they hit us up. If you like uh, really complicated storylines, there's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that, that's a good starter comic. No, <laughs> I can't start. <laughs> there's also Final Crisis, or if you like a great, and then obviously, if you're going to go Green Lantern, you got to read Jeff John's Green Lantern. That's where he established all of the different Lantern Corps and all that stuff, and the lead-in to Blackest Night and Brightest Day. So that, what year, what, was that like what, 2010, 2005 Let me see, you know, Blackest in Night was 2000 and, uh, I'm looking at the comic right now, people. It yeah. would be, uh, 2010 was Blackest Night. Okay, so lantern so that's crazy that the all the other lantern cores is only like a more recent thing like the last yeah. like 10 15 years or so that's crazy that's where they also explain why green why how jordan was weak to the color yellow super friends told me that because it's uh it's just like the color thing it's because the 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 entity of fear parallax is in the is imprisoned in the green power battery okay got it yeah, and that's where we see like Atrocitus uh, bringing in the the uh, the Red Lantern Corps. We get to see the Star Sapphires, which their origin is tied to Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Oh, them? Uh, well, not Themiscarians. Them Thargarians. Uh, Thanagarians. Okay, that's a tough word. Okay, it's not tough. Thanagarians. They say it eighty was... times in J JLU. Oh man! Oh, all right, but uh, so let's see what other uh, what other things we talk about in terms of Deathstroke. I would read. You want to read the Tony Daniel run on Deathstroke because there was one where somehow he got de-aged into like a youngish guy, mm -hmm. and then he, he had both eyes, and you saw him. There was one story where he was hired to kill a god. So he has the, so it's Deathstroke wielding the God Killer sword. Oh, nice. That's a woman sword, right? Yeah, well, kind of. In the movie it was, in the comics it's not. But Wonder Woman's sword, that plays a, a big role in the first Superman Wonder Woman like volume because she uses it to, to split an, a nuclear atom and cause a, cha a nuclear re uh, explosion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because comic books, I, I think I have some uh, problems with that. Uh, that science. <laughs> By the way, the new fifty-two line of Wonder Woman comics—that's where they establish where if you take off a bracelet, she gets like ridiculously more powerful. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah, that's where they establish that. And then uh, let's see nice. what other. I we feel got like some I, really good topics. Yeah, I feel like I, I should be recommending more Marvel because it's all DC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, read, in terms of Marvel, read any Captain America story by Ed Brubaker. 
He he does a lot of the oh, like okay. he he wrote the Winter Soldier story. He uh, I'm mm-hmm. currently go, going through right now. I'm trying to to read through his storyline where where B- Bucky Barnes took over as Captain America. All oh, right, that's like isn't that like back in the eighties? I want to say or something or. No, the, that's like in the 2000s, at least in the run I'm reading now. Oh, okay. Okay, modern, modern one. Okay. And then uh, he actually wrote uh, that the Winter Soldier had his own storyline, which I, I thought was pretty dope. If you like spy stories and stuff, because he teams up with Natasha Romanoff and they go on some all sorts of adventures. That's pretty cool. And then obviously, Lad knows, I recently dug into Squadron Supreme comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you told me that you were interested in them. So cool. Because it's like, I think that this is taking place during the time when, like, Captain America is an old guy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're basically um, these squadron members from from all over the Marvel multiverse. Like, the only one that's from Earth-616 is Hyperion. Okay. And uh, they're basically like the, the uh, like the the Punisher in a sense because their whole thing is is justice by any means necessary. Oh, oh boy! Which, if you got a guy who's as powerful as Superman, yeah, that's not going to turn out so well. Yeah. Oh, another one I'm going to uh, recommend is Action Comics 1000. Super cool! It, it's like it, it, it's a full on. Um, um, celebration of Superman, which I think is super cool, pun intended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you get get the deluxe edition, at the end of it, it includes the folk action comics number one comic from the 1930s. Oh, okay, the original number one, the one that started everything. It's a long comic, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. All right, so. We really went long on this one in terms of comic books and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, we covered some, there, we got some good topics. Is there anything else, uh, any questions you have, anything you want to, anything else you think we should address? No, I think we covered a lot of good stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, everyone, uh, hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Under Two Capes. We'll be back Friday to talk about the... Uh, the the sort of things people get wrong about comics or why p- people are wrong about comics in cer- certain senses like we'll talk about why why it's wrong to 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 think that that comics are just for kids and stuff yeah only super is just for kids and i'm like wait a second <laughs> I, i'm gonna uh, pr- provide a little preview to my answer there have you read dark knight's metal it's it's for children right that ain't that ain't no kid story Think of the children, Jared. Oh, lad, that's one more story I will I will recommend. Read metal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. For modern, modern stuff. All right. All right, everyone. Uh, stay heroic and stay safe. We will see you guys around. All right. Stop the recording. Later. All right. Adios, everyone. <laughs>